It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, hello. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star. No, this is not a retirement community for older quarterbacks. This wow. is Johnny Venerable and Bo Brock as we break down immediately following Vikings Cardinals joint practice. And uh, I wonder where we're going to start today, Bo. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, kind of waiting with bated breath where after a practice where the Colt McCoy struggled mightily, where we might start, right? Where could oh, we possibly go? What would Johnny Venerable want to kind of continue to push his narrative with as far as Colt McCoy goes and the quarterback situation with the Arizona Cardinals, especially on the heels of what Jonathan Gannon said? He said a couple times this week now, uh, but look, This was, I I saw a Vikings reporter that said the Arizona Cardinals made the Vikings look like Super Bowl contenders in practice today. In their joint practice, they look like Super Bowl contenders. Now, that means the Cardinals were A, really bad, or the Vikings were really good, and it's probably somewhere in the middle. But it was a rough one from what we're seeing as far as reports out of uh, Eden Prairie and the Vikings facility there in Minnesota. You know, it all starts with one position, not the punter, not the edge <laughs> you rusher. Notice that you were just waiting for your cue to go. <laughs> I love how you lumped in everybody else for what has taken the headline on the Twitter streets this morning. Like, I'm sorry, Christian Matthew had a tough time covering guys like Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's, it wasn't just it wasn't just Justin Jefferson. It was it was any anybody that had a uniform for the Vikings. It was bad. I saw Michael Wilson toast a couple corners. Uh, I heard from Darren Urban from the team side that Greg Dorch, of course, putting people in a blender. I just, I would say, let's be careful about classifying the entire Cardinals team with a struggle today when really the headliner is Colt McCoy right now looks un- unplayable at quarterback based on the tape that we saw on Twitter and some of the reports. And we're hoping to get a report directly from Vikings practice today uh, later on in the show. But Bo, I mean that it all starts with the quarterback play, right? Mm-hmm. I know Hollywood didn't look good. Who threw that pass to Hollywood Brown that got picked off by Byron Murphy? Uh, oh, 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 if you, you can't use that as a prime example because that's wide receiver cornerback drill. I mean that the ball's going, it's if the wide receiver wins that one-on-one, there's there's a better chance of completing that, but I mean Colt McCoy's got to make that throw regardless. I mean that's not like, hey, go through your progressions. He's throwing to one receiver going up against one cornerback. I'll just, but look, 
here's what here's what I'm willing to do. Here's Thank somebody, here's somebody who's who's humble enough to say that Colt McCoy and, and the truthers out there, the, the Colt McCoy truthers, it was a tough day for for the, those of us out there. It, it, there's there was not a leg there's not a leg to stand on after today's joint practice in Minnesota. It was rough. It it was a bad practice. Don't sip out of your Capri Sun like you're you're Kermit the Frog sipping out of his glass. I needed a Capri. Yeah, for that for that humble apology from because Bob. I'm I'm willing to do it. I'm 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 one of the hosts on this show that's willing to admit when he's wrong sometimes. Guy look retired out there. He he looks he looks toast. He looks Nick Foles at the end of 2022. Uh, he looks Peyton Manning esque. He looks Sam Bradford circa 2018. And I know a lot of people are like they want to lose games. This is our all part of the plan. I promise you, with Jonathan Gannon, it's not part of the plan. The quickest way to derail a locker room in a season, you could lose games competitively. You can be feisty. You have unwatchable quarterback play in in today's NFL with already a defense that's going to struggle at times, and you've got some young players you're trying to implement. You will get crushed locally, nationally. It doesn't matter. So, again, this narrative about tanking, uh, Colt McCoy starting for you in 2023 is malpractice for your franchise right now, in my opinion. You can do one or two games and leave it all out there, but I tweeted this out. If they keep Kyler Murray on pup next Tuesday mm-hmm. and you're looking at Colt McCoy for six, seven weeks, it's it's irresponsible. And and right now, uh, the, the biggest knock against the Austin Ford Gannon era that I can make because there were options of plenty, right? That there are backups right now that were available for this team mm-hmm. to go sign to roll with Colt McCoy. It just didn't make any tell sense. Me one, tell me one of those again. Gardner Minshew was available. But he, I mean, he was, was available. You you wanted to pay what Joshua Dobbs was available. Gardner Minshew got hang on, from. Hang on. You can you can you can take over somebody's vehicle. You can buy a used car and say this is going to get me to my new car. I'm gonna, you have to get car insurance. That's what a quarterback yeah. is. You can't be a, a complete white liability, unwatchable. Because here's the thing: what what we're seeing right now. It's irrelevant if Clayton Toon starts. If they roll with this group, Clayton Toon will be out there in six, eight quarters. It won't take. Here's them. what I'll say. Here's what I'll say as far as where you, where you are right now, as far as the Toon versus McCoy. I mean, it's it's the equivalent of Keytrail Clark d- dropping the gritty on Justin Jefferson after one rep. I mean, this is a practice. This was one practice. Oh we we oh, haven't we're seen. In, we're in late August. This has been the narrative for for six weeks. Well, now. that's it's been your narrative. It's been your narrative. Let's let's keep it like somebody asked. Has Colt McCoy looked good? at all this this training camp he looked pretty solid last week uh you mean we want to say it's malpractice as far as rolling with colt mccoy over over clayton tomb where you know i've outlined it's happened four times in, i don't in, even want to lump modern era in with colt McCoy right now, what's that i don't even want to lump clayton tune in with colt mccoy though that's not my point my point is having the plan because the plan should never be we're going to take a fifth rounder in April for a team that's rebuilding and he's going to be in the mix to start. That's not good planning. And I don't think they ever envisioned that the, the plan should have been either. We're going to bring somebody in to compete with Colt McCoy of a viable option in March, or we cut Colt McCoy and we get one of our guys who's goodness under 35 years old. That's got, you know, recent success in our system. What we want to do, not a 37 year old who couldn't finish last season. That's calling USFL games in the spring. That's pointing in practice every third day. That is that is, which is part of the protocol, which is right. part of That's the protocol. Very, that, I again, I'm not blaming Colt McCoy for that. They put that protocol in place. 
I'm holding the leadership brass for the Cardinals accountable. I have to. I can't sit here and say, wave the flag after the draft because I love the draft and I love what they're doing and then sit here and blindly say, well, this was a good move to keep Colt McCoy. It was not a good move. It's not a good move. They should have done something differently because they're paying dividends. I, I get it. People want to tank. You are doing a disservice to the development of the young players, Greg Dortch, Rondell Moore, Michael Wilson, Trey McBride. When that's the quarterback, you're going out there and catching hospital balls from week one against the commanders. That's 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 not good for anybody, right? It's not the protection. He had perfect but, protection today. He had perfect protection in both preseason games. This is a problem that Austin Ford and Gannon, I love them both, unfortunately created for themselves. Of course, they would love a mulligan right now. 100% they would love a mulligan. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. It was a situation where they, I mean, it's it's rare air where you're sitting here with a with a franchise quarterback that you don't know what his true timeline is going to be. And you're trying to figure out, you know, how do we instill, install a new system offensively or completely new coaching staff and and how do we hold our head above water while we wait for the franchise quarterback to come back right uh to to sit here and say hey i trust jg i trust monty awesome for implicitly and then say hey they fucked up as far as this goes and it's malpractice i think that's talking out of both sides of your mouth a little bit yes it is. i think you can have respect for somebody and like what they do and disagree with the decision i don't want to blindly follow people like right. I can res- I can respect a leader, I can respect a manager or a boss and 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 still want to give them the benefit of the doubt and disagree with a decision or two that they make where they've screwed this up is that it's compounded the most important position in the NFL. No one understood at the time why they kept Colt McCoy with no ties to Colt McCoy and how he looked last year. So they put all their eggs into this basket. This was this was their plan. They started him in OTAs in minicamp. Right. They've started him every single step of the way. Right. So I trust them, but their decision to to start Colt McCoy every single step along the way, I don't I don't trust that. I, see, I just don't understand that. I mean, I mean, as far it, it, as at some point this offseason, they rolled their sleeves up and said, "We think we can get." what we need from Colt McCoy until Kyler Murray comes back. And I back. still think that they have that belief. I'm, think that that's, okay, that's I'm saying that that was the wrong decision. I think 90% of the fan base would say that was the wrong decision when, when he has looked like this for much of practice. And then on top of that, it's one thing to be inaccurate and to work through a new system. Remember when Carson Palmer came here in 2013 and he threw almost the same amount of touchdowns and receptions, right? wasn't limitations with him physically. He, he was turnover happy, and they had to work that out of him. He was learning a new offense, uber, uber aggressive with Bruce Arians. This is this is that plus, oh, yeah, your your body is is not what it used to be. You're 37 years old. You've compounded a problem with a problem. You're learning a new offense. You couldn't finish last year, and you're 37 years old for a team that's rebuilding. It just, to me, it does, it does not compute with, with anything other than losing games. Because right now with, with Colt McCoy, zero scoring drives this preseason, right? Not looking good at times in practice, not participating in practice. This was the biggest test, and we talked about it all last week. The Vikings game this Saturday, it's a big deal for a lot of guys not named Colt McCoy. This week against Kevin O'Connell, Jonathan Gannon, very close with Kevin O'Connell. Immense mm-hmm. respect, I'm told. They got together, they put together this practice, and they're right. testing their players. Colt McCoy is being tested by Jonathan Gannon right now. He's a big F today. It's a huge F. Yeah. 
And then what's going to happen tomorrow when Colt McCoy is still with the ones? I don't know. I would probably say it's not going to look very good because it hasn't looked good for most of this offseason. I mean, you could you could turn around and see, you could have five touchdowns. Does anybody want to bet on that's happening tomorrow? No. Look, they're riding with Colt McCoy. He can say that, hey, we still haven't made a decision as far as the quarterback won. Which is what no, he said today. Nothing yeah. hasn't told me anything. Nothing has told me to say, hey, get your hopes up. You're going to see Clayton Tune in there. Unless tomorrow they roll out 15 and he's going to get reps with with the first team. I mean, I, outside of like a I handful think that snaps, anyway. We, yeah. We, we, they're, they're, they've gone past the point of no return. And... Have I not been consistent with my take though that like that I believe I that that's I mean, unfair for Clayton Toon? Like that, like I like Clayton Toon enough. Like he hasn't grabbed the job. He's looking no. more competent than Colt McCoy, but they're saying let's he go. He looks with like a experience. fifth round rookie. Sure. Right. But I mean, I think as far as as far as gathering information and, and looking in, in the evaluation of Colt McCoy and three series in the preseason and the protocol and saying, well, he's, he, he's not taking the reps in practice. He's pointing at practice. Like that, that's all, that's all for a reason. And I, I'm just, I like to say that you're skeptical as far as Colt McCoy's ability to stay healthy or, you know, is he, is, can he make the throws out there? I think that there's trust within the, the locker room and the team that Colt McCoy can get it done. Well, what choice do they have? That's the only choice they have. Right. Because if, if you're telling me Clayton Toon's not going to start, I mean, outside of David Blau, who did start games for this team last year, it's like th- this team has has invested too much. And this is where I believe it's too late to go back. They've invested too much time and development with Colt McCoy in this offense to say, well, we're going to flush our hands of it before week one. I do think Clayton Tune had an opportunity to leapfrog him. He hasn't done that. That's unfortunate. But again, not unexpected for a fifth rounder that didn't play in a, a power five school or uh, he was playing at Houston. I, I'm just saying because they, they, why did they saddle themselves to Colt McCoy so early in the process and not given themselves assurance that if Colt McCoy at 37 years old doesn't look good, we can pivot. If Kyler Murray's not ready to come back, off of PUP, we can have an option here. They've, yeah. I think they've painted themselves into a corner that's really unfortunate for a team that has done everything right this season, this offseason and hedged their bet, multiple tackles, offensive line right, smart in the draft. I like the receiver room. They're developing young players. This was the one omission that's, what are we doing? I don't understand why you would do this. I would get it if this was Gannon and Austin Ford's guy from a prior team, and they're like, we just love what he brings to the table. He was with us here in Cleveland. He was with us in Indianapolis. They have no affiliation to Colt McCoy. You could have cut him and got most of his salary back and gone and used that money. Everybody's like, I see people in the chat saying, well, Johnny, it takes two to tango. Maybe people didn't want to come here. There were backups ready to play for this team had the Cardinals paid them enough to come and play for this team. But Gardner Minshew followed his – Offensive play caller from Philly to Indianapolis. And, he, he, and he's he, not he, starting. He clearly had loyalty to Steichen over Jonathan Gannon. That just makes too much I, sense. I don't know me. about that. I think yes. the Cardinals. What do you mean you don't know about that? They played know, under him last year. He, Jonathan know, Gannon was on the other side of the football. We know definitively they were negotiating with Joshua Dobbs. Right. And it was not very much money at all. It was close okay. to the vet minimum. And they, they at one point they walked away from that. That was a mistake. And probably because Dobbs was like, I don't want to compete with Colt McCoy. And then that's when you say, you don't have to. You're going to come in here and be our guy. No, but everybody's competing. You're not going to just hand the, the job to Joshua Dobbs, I, I even though he probably has the edge. I think it's irresponsible for us to try to speculate exactly what was said 
behind closed doors of how it was being phrased to pending free but agents. You, but you want to go and call it malpractice, but we can't. It's it's unfair to speculate about how we got here. I think it's I think it's it's malpractice if you told somebody like Joshua Dobbs or Gardner Minshew or Jacoby Brissett, as average as they may be, that you're going to have to compete with Colt McCoy. Yeah, what's the like? I mean, Colt McCoy's won just as many, if not more, football games over the last two years than those guys. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know how it was phrased to free agents. I don't know if they called Gardner Minshew. I, we know they talked to Brissett. We know they talked to Joshua. Wasn't it? I, I thought Kyle Odegaard sourced that. Did they Gardner talk to Minshew? Yeah, I thought I, I could be wrong. You should check I, the receipts on that. I, here's here's the my biggest issue, and then we, I, we can get some of these comments. Think, while right. we're talking here, can we put up some of these clips from practice, especially Colt we McCoy? We have to. And, Shield and, your eyes. No, I mean, this is, yeah, if you have children around, please turn their heads from the screen. This is the. That was at uh, that was at Vikes Insider on in, on Twitter. Uh, that throw. That's, Let's see it one more time. That's that's indefensible, right? It's a bad ball. I said that on Twitter, and I'm not I'm not hiding from that at all. And and I, but I think that as far as and you can say they they painted themselves in this corner and that's you're you're likely right with that but it the competition remains in place still like it's Colt McCoy and it's Clayton Toon and then at this point you're going to try to you, you, like what you're asking for is them to pivot to a fifth round rookie to start on the road in in in, in, in a fair. season open right it's not fair for a team like the Cardinals that's starting from the ground up like do I think Clayton Toon's been better than Colt McCoy this training camp, this preseason? Yeah. Is that a low bar to clear? 100%. I think that's back to my original point. I, I just, for it, I get it. Everybody wants to write this team off, and everybody wants to say, well, you just wait for Kyler. I, you, you have to not be unwatchable quarterback in the, the NFL. I'm sorry. For, even for I, the team think, I think unwatchable is unfair, though. I mean, today was okay. bad. Today was really bad. But to to look at how he performed in his his very sample size series in the preseason, and, and we could still see Colt. Like we don't know what the reps are going to look come. He Saturday. might play Saturday at this rate. They might I mean, say get out gonna there. We're going to see Aaron Rodgers play. We've seen. I mean, it, it's there's very different philosophies as far as how coaches approach. You know, preseason game three since they they've switched the from four games to three. I think this is my opinion. You don't have to share it. I think they were banking on the fan base that we're seeing in the chat right now, because this is the consensus I've seen, like from Bryson, people that appreciate what Colt did for this team competed the last two years and hoping that would carry over. We can get to Kyler Murray, but if you're looking for tangible evidence that he is ready to start a quarter of the season, half the season is indefensible. He, if you're, if you're trying to do that, let's put the injury concerns off to the side the way he's throwing the ball right now, outside of r- rushing for 300 yards a game, it's going to be very difficult to compete with him right now. 4.6 mm-hmm. yards per completion in the preseason with an offense. Like, I want to set up these young players for success. You need a maestro out there who can at least be accurate, that can push the ball downfield on occasion when it calls for it. Like, we're making fun of Sam Howell in Washington. Like, I, I, I get it. He's thrown one career touchdown pass. At least he can move and he can spin it a little bit. Like I, I just feel like 
you're doing a disservice to some of the young players by just saying, well, all offense is going to be so limited with this player right now. And again, every, it sounds like I'm dogging on Colt McCoy, the human being. I don't like doing this. It's not fun for me. But it, I, I, I don't understand the rationale of a new regime with new players coming in and saddling themselves for, with a 37-year-old that, that frankly does not look like he should be starting games in the NFL. Uh, I mean, as, as far as how they've handled him and how, how like what they've given him as far as exposure in this training camp and preseason, like I understand why people believe that. I also believe that, you know, as far as who's going to have uh, between the ears and, and give your offense the best op- opportunity, I still think that that's going to be the 37-year-old quarterback who's won three games over the last two seasons. I mean, and, and they're trying to give him the best chance physically by by having this protocol in, in place, so I mean, look, it's it, it's it's like the uh, the election episode in in South Park. It's like a, a turd sandwich going up against something else unappealing. It's not it's not a great quarterback battle. It's not it's not going to leave you like oh this is definitively the answer because you're going with experience versus obviously who's the, the most gifted athletically in arm strength and you know we know the quarterback position that you have to have a combination of both and you've got completely different spectrums as far as where you're going with that as far as you know uh knowledge and and experience versus athleticism and arm strength and it's just it's it's tough and and unfortunately there's nobody else yes exactly chase that's what it was it was a douche versus a turd sandwich in the election in south park and nobody's a douche in this locker room but it might be a couple turd sandwiches as far as what you've got as far as trying to pick you know who should start in place of uh of of kyler murray in the interim it it really is i mean let's let's not lose sight of this is a rebuilding team this is a rebuilding team and like bringing in and trying to sell Gardner Minshew or trying to sell Joshua Dobbs or trying to sell Jacoby Brissett. I don't even know if it's that. I think it's you're you're signing these guys to help the the the, the culture and the development of younger players. Like if you, you and, and here's and here's where I think that that's where Colt has another advantage over Clayton Tune is when you when you bring in guys and your and your roster is not up to snuff around the league and, and you've got holes in a lot of different places that if you had a rookie co- signal caller on both sides of the football, it impacts him. Clayton Tune goes yeah, out there true. and he's throwing and he's, he's, you know, not reading the, he's not making the right pre-snap decisions and he's making the wrong post-snap decisions and he's turning the football over and he's putting the deep, like we've seen the defense be put on the field and already compromising positions in, in the preseason, it, it, it's tough and it, and it quickly festers in the NFL and things get out of hand. And uh, look again, I, but I feel like you're making the argument that like, like against the case I'm not trying to make, I, I'm trying to make a case like Colt McCoy has experience. Like I'm, I'm, I'm relying on my coaching staff. I'm sorry. Didn't we do that under Cliff Kingsbury where we had a bunch of player coaches because the coaching staff couldn't operate like Drew Petzing and our new quarterback coach and Jonathan Gannon can, can handle what you know? What the young players on this team need? I need a quarterback that can deliver the football, so that our team can build some confidence. So these young, like I, I get it. You want to cultivate an environment, but you can't. But then you're you're trotting out Colt McCoy, and you're and you're cutting the legs off from all these young players. You're putting training wheels on a Harley to be able to see. Okay, we can maximize our ability here. Like, you, I almost Wait, who's the Harley in this? 
I don't know. I, I think that I think <laughs> Harley's that, a really nice bike. I think I don't know. I don't know about cars. <laughs> I I would be curious, and I'm I'm almost in this camp of how many people would rather see David Blau over Colt McCoy. Because I, I saw they, I saw David Blau compete at the end of last year. He's got a better arm right now. He's more mobile. I, he doesn't have the experience. I, I, I've seen it a lot on Twitter. Hasn't won football every, games. We got 151 people in the chat. He hasn't, he hasn't won football games. In the NFL. He's not, I mean, that's a fact. That's a fact. He's 0-7. For David Blau to start the year to get to Kyler Murray. He never won a football game as a starter. Colt McCoy won one last year. He won two the previous season. You 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 can't see you don't think Colt McCoy still has the ability to do what he did in Santa Clara two seasons ago in Seattle it, two seasons ago no, against LA when it, when it drops off when it drops off it drops off quickly and decisively and you know that like this, he looks like a quarterback that should be starting one to two games max such a funny polarizing conversation you've got Emil David Blau Ryan. Blau over Colt. He has some zip. Uh, Kyler Wren saying, stop, Johnny. I'm feeling this. I, this is my spirit animal right now. Kyler Wren, stop, Johnny McCoy over Blau. Uh, oh, Johnny's going to love this. Arizona Animal. Trey Lance will be available, LOL. I'm, see, that pisses, it pisses me off, Arizona Animal. I wanted to enjoy and bask in the Trey Lance bust announcement today. I can't even do that right now because I'm, I have horror show nightmares of these throws from Colt McCoy at Vikings practice that are getting picked off and swatted at the line of scrimmage. I can't even enjoy it. I can't even glow today. I'm going to have to save it for another day, but I got to watch Colt McCoy deliver hospital balls. So all yeah. of my, Premium we're going to find out uh, about 1245 uh, if if it was as bad as it looked on the Twitter streets. Uh, Cam Cox from 12 News, who is out there in Minnesota, is going to join us. Um, if, if Colt McCoy was as bad as advertised. Up Let me dog, ask you Colt already has a new gig. Yeah, he's over on the uh, he's talking to, he's talking fantasy football. Um, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. No sure one going to be a loaded want. question or fair. no, it's not. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to ask Bo. I'm going to be straight with him. Okay. This show knows definitively that they have not been impressed with what they've seen from Colt McCoy. We have that source that we know that like Colt, Colt has not looked like that, that they hope. Do you think they regret? And if they could go back, they would do things differently at this position. Or do you think they would do it exactly the same? Um, I just, I just don't know what the alternative is. I really don't know what they, they view. Like, who, who would they have gone after? Who would they have pursued aggressively this offseason? I know we've mentioned a couple of the names. Um, it, it's just, I just, I think they viewed it as, look, can we, can we just get to Kyler? And, and I, like, the way they viewed Colt versus the field, the free agent field or market, it was, there wasn't a guy that, like, you could say, hey, that guy's immediate upgrade over Colt McCoy. And what they knew and what they saw on the tape and, and what you know, what they how they evaluated the franchise and dumpster fire that they obviously had, you know, a ton of priorities over, you know, the the quarterback position as far as just cleaning house and cleaning up the mess left by Steve Kine. I also think they knew they wanted to take a quarterback in the draft. Yeah. And they thought Kyler a rookie Colt to, to have taken a quarterback in free agency, you would have had to cut Colt McCoy. And I, maybe Colt McCoy made an impression during Gannon's opening presser 
I'm sure Colt was at every piece of the offseason. Um, and he, he says and does all the right things off the field because he's a consummate pro. And I appreciate that. And I, again, like, I'm knocking on him. It's not his fault. Like, they were like, no, we're going to pay you and you're going to be our QB1, presumably. He's probably like, okay, that's, that sounds good to me. Right. Like, we, we got to be better than that. We got to be better for Cardinal fans than that. Like, I, I will never watch what I just watched today and come on this show and say, that's good enough for Cardinal fans, even a re- rebuilding. And I'll agree year. with you. I'll agree even with you. Even in a rebuilding year, but it, it's it's a part of it's a it's a part of the process as far as preparing for an NFL season, and and you're taking in every single piece of uh, uh, everything you you get throughout the offseason from when when Monty Osford and Jonathan Gannon took over. They're they're putting it all together as far as who's going to who is in place to help the Arizona Cardinals. At, Week one, the opponent against the Commanders, you know who's going to give them the best the best chance, and I think they they just still view that as Colt McCoy, and and I know people are like, well, I, I can't see that, especially after watching Minnesota Vikings, and I understand that, but at the same time, you have to put together, you know, who's done what at, at what level, and and Colt McCoy just still has the the edge over a young fifth round rookie in in Clayton Tune. We also have to take into account, and I think this is important, like the Vikings defense is amongst the worst in the NFL. Like they just had a, I'm going to pull it up right now. They had a horrendous preseason showing uh, last week. Let me pull it up. Yeah, here. I mean, they got the destroyed, here's what I'll they got say destroyed too. by the Titans. Cardinals had two of their starting offensive linemen. I mean, according to Cam Cox, is going to join us in a bit. It was just uh, meet me at the quarterback as far as well, not on the throws DJ, we've seen though, no hey. DJ Humphreys, okay. no starting center, Yelda Froholt, both are on um, paternity leave, right? They've got, uh, they just each had kids and you didn't have your left tackle. You didn't have your center in there. Not to say that that's, that's a pat. You don't get a hall pass for that, but Daniel Hunter apparently was, uh, was eaten today. Thank you, Chase. We appreciate that, man. Best Cardinals content out there. We love Thank you, Chase. You, Chase. Well, I, listen, I, this is where you can have these kind of discussions. Yeah, I'm not going to talk to Johnny. I mean, probably for the rest of our careers, but this is well, the Bo reached out to me this morning and was like, this is a hard day for Colt McCoy. It is. He can be it objective was. with this. I, and like, I mean, here, if, listen. If there, was a, if there was a rocket uh, leaving for outer space, you put, you know, Colt McCoy and Christian Matthew on it today. And if, and if Colt McCoy <laughs> balls out week one, I will come on the show and I will eat a big bowl of crow. Like that, but we're not. I'm not going to hold back my opinion because of what I'm watching with my eyes when yeah. other options were available. Like I'm not. We're not going to pander to audiences. We're gonna we're gonna be transparent with you guys. We're not going to pander to segments of people out there. That's and not th- there's a very real future scenario where Colt McCoy starts the opener, struggles, and then the team quickly moves off. I just think yeah, that that's why very, I think Tune starting is irrelevant. I think Tune getting all these reps and, and it's just direct quote from Jonathan Gannon's mouth post uh, preseason week two is he's getting all these reps because he needs them because he's a rookie and he needs to play and Which he needs true. he needs to play because if his numbers called and it, it's very possible, especially you know with with the time frame that seems realistic for Kyler Murray that we will see Clayton tune out there seeing regular season snaps T J one zero five Vikings reporters are literally uh, prefacing their statements about practice saying, well, it was the Cardinals. That's embarrassing. And again, like 
I think it starts with the quarterback play. Yeah. I know you can you can you can push back and say they've got weaknesses on the defensive line and they're missing some O linemen this week. Like your quarterback looks like shit. It makes the rest of the team look bad. As the New York Jets last year, that la- they, their quarterback situation was unwatchable, and th- their team is talented. I'm not saying the Cardinals are as talented as the Jets, and they had to go out and trade for Aaron Rodgers because they're just like we know we're better than this. And I I, I think that's what poor quarterback play is going to do to any team. Um, we got to get to some ad reads here. We want to. You guys are crushing it. Uh, so fired up to be with you. Your special start time. Fired up to welcome Cam Cox here in a little bit. But fired up to tell you about our friends. Bet MGM. How about my Bet MGM pick of the week? I don't think I can quite go cards money line against the Vikings this weekend. I'm going to probably tell you right now, maybe the cards under in this game with the Vikings. You can check that out right now as well as a ton of bets. How about the USC uh, spread. Uh, who do they play? Tulane this weekend. They play San Jose State. I can't remember. Yeah, San Jose State. Um, Notre Dame's playing overseas um, against, is it Navy or Army? Lots, lots of good stuff on the docket this weekend. It's the last weekend of preseason action. Make sure to dabble with our friends at BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our folks in Arizona, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show show notes for full details, and now listen to my guy, Shane Diefenbach, talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Let's talk about uh, Shady Rays, the premium polarized sunglasses that you can get at not a premium price, and you could take advantage of the promo code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses. Look, protect your eyes out there and look cool while doing it, and Shady Rays is going to set you up for that. Go to ShadyRays.com. Check out their long, large selection of sunglasses. You can even check them out for yourself at their new store up in Kierlin Commons in North Scottsdale. Find out which Shady Rays you want. Go to the website, ShadyRays.com. Pick out two or more pairs of sunglasses and use that promo code PHNX. Get 50% off. Look at those Shady Rays if you're joining us on YouTube. Those are sleek. Johnny and I, uh, we were not originally both got the same shades, but we love them just the same. They're fantastic, and they've got a great selection. ShadyRays.com, promo code PHNX. 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars, not just by myself, not just by Johnny Vermont, not just by producer Damon E. Dog, uh, but also uh, 250,000 people. He's a dog, that Damon producer. Mm-hmm. It's like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, that's right. That's the it's the E. <laughs> uh, Michael Evans, two dollars super chat. Thank you so much, Michael. Maybe they know K one is coming back sooner. Um, I, I that was our speculation for June, July. And and now it's very much up in the air. Could he be taken off PUP next week? I think if you watch Colt McCoy and you don't see an investment in what I think is a, a quality backup, a quality bridge, if Colt if Kyler misses a bunch of time, then yeah, I would I would say that. But right now, um, we're, we're gonna we got six days before we're, we're gonna know that definitively. And then and then there's some people need to answer for for what's going on. Like no. because if if Kyler Murray is placed on pup, we covered it yesterday. I think at minimum. He's got to miss four games. Plus, you got to get practice time in. I mean, realistically, you're looking at maybe week six. Can anybody 
say in the comments definitively they think Colt McCoy can keep this team hanging around or or being watchable at times for six weeks, that's that's asking a lot. Two games, no problem. I, I'd be on here every day banging the drum if Kyler Murray was coming back week three and we knew that definitively, and he, and he still might, that Colt McCoy can get you through eight quarters. But, man, any, anything more than that, I think you're you're asking for trouble. Week six would be, what, October 15th against the L.A. Rams? I mean, I'll, I'll have aged easily 15 to 20 years by then. Some of their most winnable games are early in the season, too. They're going to be the healthiest they'll mm-hmm. be. I, I think the, you start the season with the two teams. You're starting against Sam Howell and Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones at home, and two two teams that I think, listen, if the Cardinals had Kyler Murray, I think they'd be favored in both. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones and, and the uh, Giants offense that Jonathan Gannon's defense beat the shit out of in the playoffs. Right. I mean, held him to seven points, embarrassed them. You don't play the Niners till later. You don't play the Eagles till later. I got Niners week four. That's that's tough. It's on the road. You got Bengals week five. You got Dallas, who I think their defense is on the rise. I mean, they got the be- one of the best defensive players on the in the universe in Micah Parsons. I mean, w- the first two weeks. I mean, w- they need to be competitive in those games, regardless of. And, and you got to be. Comp- you got to have somebody that can play the quarterback position. My my question for you is though: is you're talking about. It's unfair for Clayton Toon. I agree with that. Week one against Ron Rivera. Where's a soft landing for Clayton Toon? There just really isn't. I mean, yeah, remember so remember it. when they were trying to do this with Rosen? I mean, and they completely. Well, and that, that got up. Steve Wilkes and, and company fired because they yeah. mismanaged it so bad. Yeah. So it's like, what, I hope they have a plan because, again, like Clayton Toon probably shouldn't be starting. He might be starting before we know it. It could be a blink of an eye and, and he could be out there. And this all this conversation could be of, could be for nothing. And that's that's going to be important, right? I think uh, right now you're there's just no ability to get him up to speed to to learn how to prepare to start, uh, especially going into week one. I mean, I think that 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 time is is come and gone. Uh, but once and, and it's going to be think t- so like a hundred percent certainty that it's going to be it's not going to be tuned. Do you don't think there's any doubt in your mind that it could it could still be tuned? I mean, if he comes out and goes 15 for 16, lights the world on fire. But I just haven't seen that rhythm passer yet. And uh, I, I would was, say, I would say if if Colt continues to struggle this week, and and Clayton has a solid week and plays well Saturday, I I would think there's still a small opportunity. My my biggest thing is Colt just didn't couldn't lose the job. Right. It's not like I thought Clayton could take it from him, but I think Colt didn't couldn't afford to just come out and look like, like trash, not look good. Yeah. Right. You couldn't be on what like he's all for one to, to start the week. He's all for one. Yep. We have a couple more days like this. They're going to be like, well, we got it. We got to try something else out, Colt. This isn't working. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that it's it's such an uphill climb for for tune. Like, just don't think it's and, and that's. You know, it, that's by design. That's, the, you know, Monty Osford didn't select him out of Houston like, oh, this is our guy week one. Oh, this is our guy that's going to be w- with with staring down 46 plus million dollars invested in the quarterback position on average a year. This is our guy that's going to be, you know, what we view as a solid backup that's going to push the envelope as far as, you know, uh, you know, once his contract's over, he, he might be getting start- starting looks somewhere. Yeah, I just... If Kyler Murray remains on pup through next Tuesday, I think the conversation goes from, you know, what's going to happen with Clayton Toon to we got to get Clayton Toon ready to play football at some point before Kyler comes in. Yeah. 
Let's get let's get Cam Cox on from this beautiful facility in Eden Prairie. Look at him. He's got my God, Cam. It was that bad. It was what's the humidity like out there, my man? Oh, we lost him. I don't know, dude. It's a million degrees outside right now, man. I'm sweating. This is my second shirt off. Oh, I got you there. You got me there, Bo? We got you a little bit. It's hey, a little choppy, but we'll make do. We got you, Cam. Is it is it better now? Yeah. Yeah, go. it's Yeah, man. It's, uh it's hot here, man. It's 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 been uh it's been crazy here today, man. It's the humidity feels like it's a million degrees outside. Uh we just sweating through everything. The players joked that it was tough for them. I, I will, it's just different. It's boiling hot. Everybody's changing shirts. So I was just where you go, you're sweating. Cam, I don't know if you've been on Twitter much this morning, but the consensus outside of the folks that are there, maybe internally at practice, is that is that Colt McCoy was pretty awful today to begin joint practices. Can you give us your assessment at number 12 objectively and just give a breakdown of, of where the Cardinals may be at at the quarterback position ahead of week one? Well, I'll say offensively it's not a good day by any means. Uh, the offense really struggled across the board, kind of on par with what we've seen so far in uh, in training camp. And I think that's something they talked about afterwards, too, as well. You know, guys didn't want to say it, but they talked around it. You had guys like James Conner who said they kind of it was a humbling day for them. Uh, you had guys like Zach Pascal who said they had different adversity. That I think the some drops guys were, you know, things were slipping out of people's. We're going to have to cut on Cam. We really appreciate him uh, trying to make it work there from the facility. Uh, you just can't get the, the connection that would, that would make sense for us. But some, some insight, nonetheless, just from the, little, the sound bites, but obviously a humbling experience, as he said, from James Conner, Johnny. I mean, it's so pretty much what was being expressed and shown on, on social media is, is pretty much what went down in Minneapolis today. I mean, I saw James Conner look good from the clips that I, I watched, and James Conner's been good and really good in practice. I named him my training camp preseason kind of MVP. He averaged 7.5 yards per per carry. I think Michael Wilson's been fantastic this preseason. I, I think, again, what's the offense start and end with? It ends with your quarterback play. So I, I get it. Maybe there was some drop passes, but for me, Bo, it's just – why are we making excuses? I feel like we're, and I'm not saying Cam's making excuses. I'm just in general, the players, like they're protecting, I think the the most important position right now. I don't, I don't think anybody can say that, that guys like Michael Wilson and at times Hollywood Brown and Greg Dorch, James Connor and the offensive line. I mean, we're talking about, this is the best showing an offensive line has had through two preseason games for the Arizona Cardinals in 10 plus years. The starting offensive line is a plus for this team. James Conner is their is their MVP of training camp, right? I love these wide receivers. What are what are we talking about now? Like I, I feel like that we're talking about one position here, a position that I think has been botched this offseason and it it trickles down. You I mean, when you run a route as a receiver, as a pass catcher, right? And the ball and you do everything right, you beat your defensive back, you're open. The margin for error is so slim in the NFL and you win a one-on-one rep, especially in a game. And the mm-hmm. quarterback can't deliver a pass to you accurately. There's nothing more disheartening. And it has a trickle-down effect to everybody else on that team. 
Right. Maybe a right tackle misses a block once in a while. Maybe a wide receiver runs a lazy route. But everything, the quarterback is the maestro of the team. And I think that, again, the energy felt from the rest of the teammates is elevated by the presence of a competent quarterback. And when you're operating like we saw Colt McCoy operate today, it has a lingering effect on everybody else on that offense. It does. No, absolutely. I mean, it, you just go back to preseason week two uh, after a 10-play touchdown drive from Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense, and then you need the offense for the Cardinals to go out there and sustain, take up some clock, and and let that defense get a breather. And, you know, a third and two play after two runs where you're making it third and manageable should be just easy pass and catch. And Colt McCoy throws it behind Trey McBride. And next thing you know, you're punting and your defense is back on the field gas. And it, 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 it trickles down. And, and you, next thing you know, they're putting up points and it's, it, the, the, it, you're, it's an uphill climb getting back into it. So absolutely. I mean, this is one of those days where, the Arizona Cardinals and Colt McCoy, it's a bad day for them. It really is. It's its one of those where if if, if, if you continue to stack days like this, it's going to be a long-ass year. And, you know, people – you know, I don't think people are naive. Like, this is this is a this is a rebuilding season. But at the yeah, same we, time – You say is, that. Let me make my point. Get, let me okay. make my point. It's a rebuilding season, right? But in the NFL, we saw this with Steve Wilkes where he was one and done. If you can't compete – if you if you show that you can't compete and you can't develop guys and find building blocks and positives to build off of and and a bad quarterback play can torpedo that people start to lose jobs and people say Gannon he he, he couldn't compete it was 45 10 games it, it was embarrassing each and every sunday that's when when really tough decisions are made so they're not they're not oblivious to that they understand that so Maybe they're understanding it now, but I don't know how you go through the offseason and not see the signs. Our guy, Howard Ball, and by the way, Ball, I think this is the best point you've made on today's show because it's 100% true. We, I, and I think the Cardinals are infinitely more talented and, and better coached than they have been since Bruce Arians has been here, which would be a, such a disservice to this, to this coaching staff. That's why it makes no sense to me why they opted to do this, right? It's like if you're a super savvy manager and you run in a department and you bring in somebody and you know that they just can't do the job and you continue to double and triple down, other people are going to look at you side-eye. They're going to begin to question all the decisions that you make, yeah. right? And I, it's easy for people to project this team being terrible, one of the worst, the number one pick in the draft next year. It's a different element when people want to get excited at least about wins within a game, right? The game within a game, Michael Wilson, Paris Johnson Jr., being competitive – that 2018 season, you're turning it off by the end of the second quarter. This is, yeah. I can't watch this. It's so bad. It's unwatchable. Right now, the defensive line being where it is, right? And I think it's got a chance to surprise, but if you put too much pressure on that defense, it's a house of cards, right? It will, it will collapse. With Colt McCoy right now, three and out, turnover prowess is not looking good. It, it's going to be very, very difficult. And Arizona Animal, you, got, you can't even be competitive. You cannot be unwatchable in today's NFL, no matter where you're at in the spectrum of contender and in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. It's irresponsible. You think the investors with Michael Bidwell and company um, and people on the board of the directors want the Cardinals to be losing 45 to nothing because they're going to get a better draft pick next spring? Nobody thinks like that, right? The Cardinals went into this season. They said, let's let the chips fall where they may. We're going to draft and develop, and we're going to see what we have in-house. 
You can do that at every position. We we stomped the table for that last March for the second consecutive year. They did nothing in free agency. The one position you can't fuck around with is quarterback because you're gonna you're 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 putting yourself in a position where we have to ask if a fifth rounder out of Houston who has no business starting should be starting over Colt McCoy, who looks who looks retired. Howard Balzer on Twitter, check him out. He's our PHNX Cardinals beat reporter. He does great stuff. Posed a question I want to ask to you, Bo. But okay. before I do that, I want to remind everybody: Hey, okay, it's it's tough out there in them in them in them streets with the Arizona Cardinals right now. But if you're thinking to yourself, "Well, I don't want to invest in season tickets," how about this? Go on Game Time right now. We're going to get you twenty bucks off your first purchase with promo code PHNX. That might cover your entire ticket for Week Two against the Giants. I don't know that. I had some peeps just go out to the game against Kansas City. There was like six dollar tickets. The Game Time app is where you need to be, not only for sporting events, but like concerts. I know uh, Beyonce's here. I went to a Lizzo concert. Don't shame me. A couple weeks ago, it was fantastic. Before the allegations, Did she came shame out. you. I hope she didn't shame you. She didn't. No, <laughs> uh, I, I was in the safe space in my nosebleeds, but I got premium tickets. Not a not a premium price. Love Game Time. It is the place for last minute ticket deals. It's the fastest growing tip, ticket app in the country for a reason. Terms and conditions apply. But again, create an account. Sign up, game time, redeem the code PHNX. You get 20 bucks off. I do not use any other ticketing app with all the BS hidden fees and transaction fees and this, that, and the other. They're straight with you. Be straight with them. Go and get 20 bucks off. Yeah, game time. It's elite. Uh, already seen zone deals for the uh, the, the home opener coming in uh, mid-September against the Giants. You can what get you yourself in the door. Just, just, uh, and I think pay, patience is key and you can, you can absolutely, it, it benefits you with game time to buy on the day of. Uh, so you can check out Giants at cards. Right now you're seeing tickets as low as $49. I mean, getting into an NFL regular season game for $49. I mean, that's, that's a good deal. I think I say you roll the dice and you wait until closer to game day. And I think you can find probably even cheaper tickets and better deals, but only with game time. Get 20 bucks off with that code PHNX. Also, you know what sounds great after a tough day uh, as far as Cardinals practice goes and and you're sitting there in in your fields as far as what are they going to do with the quarterback position? Just stuff a burrito in your mouth from Burrito Express because that makes everything right. All is right in this world, in this universe. Once you have Burrito Express for any meal, multiple value locations, they got that Tempe location that is unbelievable. Customer service is unmatched, what they do. And they're a staunch supporter of Arizona State athletics and athletes. Man, what I would give for a quarterback situation like the Sun Devils have. They got a five-star recruit that's going to get some reps day one. That's uh, that's that's pretty fun. That's a fun quarterback situation. And it's not a 37-year-old uh, veteran quarterback or fifth-round rookie. It's a five-star stud. August 19th uh, is well and gone, but the Tempe location, they had the meet-and-greet going on with so many Sun Devils out there. Um, gotta love Burrito Express. Twitter, at Burrito, E-X-P, I'm seeing Adam Schefter. What's he tweeting from Vikings practice right now? Uh, oh, he's got out most of the practice. Uh, TJ Hawkinson did with lower back stick stiffness. See, they're it. missing people too. I don't, you know, Cardinals are missing people. Vikings are missing people. Colt McCoy's missing people. Receivers while practicing. Um, <laughs> Here you go. Now you're getting it. Let's see a positive. Let's see a positive. How about this? Justin Jefferson versus six round rookie in Keytrail Clark. Let's go to the videotape. Yeah. 
you could hear Vikings fans clutch their pearls that Keytrail Clark, after batting away a pass against Justin Jefferson uh, and dropping the gritty on him, um, they, they couldn't believe it. Uh, but look, always good to see. I know just, Justin Jefferson got Keytrail Clark back in practice on a bomb down the sideline, but Keytrail, uh, he had his ups and downs, but he, I, you know, you love the competitiveness. Yeah. And that's what we heard from the kid coming out of Louisville because that's, that's the, kind of the word that defines him. You love to see it. It's a dog. And we had Greg Dorch on this show last week. We asked him one player that was standing out. He said Keytrail Clark. Like, I mean, Again, rookies are going to make mistakes, but I want to see guys compete. I want to see people battle. I want to see them go. I mean, Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in the NFL. Like, Keytrail Clark's a like sixth rounder. He's playing at Louisville last year. I know a lot of people are saying holding, whatever. Yeah, I, look I, at the – we got our chat refs. <laughs> They're on like, the flags. Can we just – can we compete? I want to see people compete. That's why I love – it just goes against everything that's going on with Colt McCoy, and then you see that, and it's just like, I love this roster. I love these young players. Play them all. Play Owen Papo. Play Paris Johnson, Michael Wilson. They're all going to get opportunities. I want to see them put in positions where they're playing meaningful NFL games. Like Keytrail Clark has an opportunity to cover a Justin Jefferson in a third or fourth quarter when the game's not out of reach, right? That, that gets me fired up. I saw Michael Wilson toast one of their second-round defensive backs corners last year out of Clemson. Michael Wilson looked fantastic at, at what we saw at practice. James Conner looked good. Greg Dortz presumably looks good. The Cardinals' good players are performing, I think, well against Minnesota today. That's that's encouraging. And so, I mean, what, what more can you say about the young man? I think right now, Bull Brock, if you had to put a wager on it, he's probably CB2 week one against the Commanders. I mean, the Commanders, we we know their quarterback may be limited. They got some real wide receivers. But, you know, Marco Wilson, Keytrell Clark, and I would say probably Jalen Thompson slash Antonio Hamilton, that's going to be the group. Yeah. Yeah, it, that that seems about right. That seems how it's it's trending, and obviously you'll see snaps from Antonio Hamilton and then Christian Matthew. I, I mean, that that's been a guy that I think he, he peaked early in camp and has struggled to to return uh, to where he was, where he was he was having you know a decent start, but he he's not like this this young project rookie. That's Keytrail Clark. I mean, I think that that's where the new regime is going to bet on and try to develop instead of a guy who's going to be 27 in October. So, uh, you, you <laughs> Joel, making a great not point. In the ACC, not in the ACC, or not in the first round, Joel. We're good. We'll take him on day three. Look, you can get a surprise. <laughs> I don't want first round ACC defenders, though. No more. Stop. Please. No more, please. Um, about? So, Howard Balzer posed this question on Twitter. You know how okay. he... he he loves to stir the pot. He has seen the, the clips. He's, he's James Harden back with the Houston Rockets. <laughs> he's he's doing this. He's doing this on, on he, the Twitter streets. He's, cra- he's crafty as hell. We love Howard. Um, and, uh, you know, he's a Hall of Fame voter for a reason. Um, yeah. Howard Balls are posing the question on Twitter, is Colt McCoy even healthy? Like, is his elbow not shot, but is it a problem for him? Because, again, it's one thing to be inaccurate, but his throws just have no juice to them. And so I'm going to pose that question for you. Have you heard anything? Because, again, the the Cardinals haven't disclaimed anything, but here's the question from Howard. The question with Colt McCoy is if there's an issue with his elbow, he's been on a throwing plan this offseason and training camp, and then you see that, and it's like, okay, the plan is you're going to sit every couple of days from throwing, so we're going to save your juice for meaningful days and games, and then those are the kind of throws that you're delivering. Do you think there could be a problem with Colt McCoy's elbow? I mean, outside of just general wear and tear of a 37-year-old man, like, and it not it wasn't there. He he wasn't known for arm strength even in his in his Texas days, so he didn't have he couldn't stand to lose much zip on the football anyway. 
Uh, I mean, I was encouraged from what I saw last week in practice. I, okay. I thought that Tell he us had, what you saw then. Yeah, I mean, as far as, I mean, it was the close per- portion, so I can only say so much, but, you know, we, we can refer back to when Michael Wilson was was borderline dominating, and I, and I saw Hollywood Brown get the ball uh, a few times as well with space. Uh, you know, I think that he, to me, I, was, I, I, I felt a little bit more comfortable but then I saw it today, and today you, you can't deny what you saw on film. And, you know, it was the ball was floating. It was it was too far. It was way too vulnerable for for the defense to to pick off. Ryan in the chat, boys, serious question. I'm going to pose this to Bo. You think Tune has been getting so much more time than Colt to play? What are the chances they're playing Coy uh, with Colt and Clayton, and they'll insert QB one after camp, meaning Clayton Tune? I just don't think that they would be giving Colt McCoy all the run uh, beyond just the open portion of the practice. Like if, if, if they wanted to kind of keep it, you know, low, but then insert Clayton tuna, you're doing them a huge disservice as far as preparation throughout preseason and training camp. I just don't, I mean, that that's, I don't view that as the play, but they are playing him with the idea that he needs the reps in order to be ready to go. If his number is called. And when his not, number is not in starting the season oper. Right. That's but it, it's also with the with you know the idea that you got a 37-year-old quarterback that dealt with multiple injuries last year. You know, I, I wonder if the plan is and has always been, assuming Kyle Kyler stays on the PUP bow, we're not gonna have Colt McCoy sell out one to three games to get to Kyler Murray. We're gonna have Colt go out there and and play one to three games to to get to ensure Clayton Tune's ready to play. So Clayton Tune can ha- take all the the number one snaps in practice and split snaps in practice with the ones, and that's that's another month and a half to be to be getting ready. I, I wonder if there, secretly that's that's the plan is like, hey, we know like, barring something unforeseen, like Clayton, you're gonna play week four. You're gonna start week four. We already know that. Do you think that's out of the realm of possibility? I think that's getting way too far ahead of yourself. I mean that. That's that's too far down the line. I mean, I think that they're just, especially at the quarterback position, they're just trying to get to tomorrow. That's sad. Jason Krell, dollar <laughs> ninety nine super chat. Colt needs to retire. Start tune with the ones. He looks retired to me. My <laughs> co- my co host won't agree. Like when I see a retired quarterback, yeah, that's what that's what I think it looks like. Yeah, Johnny with his tinfoil hat on instead of that, that sweet, sweet PHNX locker hat. Listen, Bo, listen I'm going to give Bo the ultimate compliment. <laughs> there are very few people. Look at that handsome face. Beautiful. Um, somebody in the chat said I'm wrong a lot. I feel like I've been I've been right a lot this this Look, when you when you're firing off takes after take all take like every day. Yeah, yeah, Simmons, right. Colt McCoy, right? I mean, you're feeling you're yeah. You're, you're walking around the venerable household with your chefs puffed out. Yeah, you feel right a lot these days. I'm just banky. Like, why would I hitch my wagon to things that have not transpired well? Like, Rondell mm. Moore having a big year? When does that ever happen? Isaiah Simmons, like, not getting his fifth-year option picked up? Oh, he's an all-pro suddenly? You, you, oh, you're just firing out more takes. It's not going to help McCoy being retired, semi-retired in the spring. Going to look great now. Going to be awesome. <laughs> Pointing every third day. Like, I'm just trying – I'm just trying to use my. Way, I haven't seen a Colt point practice in at least two weeks. Just so you know, ben, he's been throwing him better than what we got today. I bet he wish he had been pointing today. Hey, I would have definitely hit you in the flat, Michael Wilson. <laughs> Can you imagine Daniel Daniel Hunter and the and Byron Murphy if if they're sitting there the playing hell? defense and then you see Colt McCoy pointing at receivers. You guys are at the absolute best. Another super yeah. chat here. 
Uh, or no, it was from Jason earlier. I mean, I it's disrespectful, I will say this, to say somebody needs to retire. The Cardinals are going to pay Colt McCoy $5 million. He's going to play football for them. Like, that's not that's not on Colt McCoy. He feels like he can play football. He can go play football. But, like, I don't think he should be starting for this team or any team. That's my take. If you, you had want, you want that, Clayton Tune fifth round rookie to start, no, you stop doing that. I'm not. I well, feel what's like your option. You want well, David Blau? You want the Magic Man? If I had the choice right now, who would I start of the three quarterbacks? Cole McCoy. I don't know. You just you just put yourself in this corner. I didn't what even do that. To you. Eddie in the chat. Johnny you is a what? Hey, man. answer the question. I would just at this point, I would start Clayton Tune week one. Oh, you you don't even believe that. I don't, you don't even believe that. that. If we had a lie detector man, test. Or, what does that you, even mean? What was the what it's being said? Eddie in the chat. Johnny is a blind man who thinks everyone is hot. I mean, I look at everybody and I say, let the best players play. Let the <laughs> you know, I'm and, very and fortunate. I have what have you said about Clayton Tune? He hasn't outright won this job. But I think as he's had, as, his, his he has had a better thing. training camp preseason than Colt McCoy, but the bar is very low. Yeah. The bar is very low. He looks better when I watch training camp with you in person and watch preseason games. Colt McCoy has not outplayed yeah. Clayton June. Let's let's finally answer C uh was it CGN Entertainment ask it CGM Entertainment. I'm positive how is Paris Johnson and Michael Wilson? Michael Wilson continues the show no matter who's opposite him in one-on-ones, he's winning those battles. Those are going to be two top 10 players on on the team by the end of the year, if not right now. Clay, uh, Paris Johnson Jr. is already a top 10 player on the team, in my opinion. Michael Wilson has beaten out. Like, Michael Wilson did what, what unfortunately, Clayton Toon has not done yet. They gave they gave the job to Zach Pascal. Zach Pascal came here, you're going to be a starter, and Michael Wilson's like, the fuck you are, I'm going to take the job. <laughs> and, he, and, he's, and he's been dominant, and he's starting now. Michael Wilson might play over Hollywood Brown at times this year because he's earned it, right? So I'm I, I blocking downfield. Well, yeah, he, he might have more okay. snaps uh, in a um, given game. I don't know about that. I don't know. AZ Coda saying Bo Brock used to be my guy. Look at this JV. He's rocking with Johnny Venerable hands Listen, down. I, I needed to win AZ Coda because there are a lot of people <laughs> hating on your boy here and we will persevere. Me what, and you, you think there's people hating on you? Majority of the chat has been in the corner with you in tune. I feel like there are comments here that are very f- offensive and hurtful to your boy. <laughs> I'm taking them personally. I love everybody here. You guys can call me an MF or it doesn't matter. This this is what Cardinal football is all about. We need to right. have these conversations. Uh, and there's only one place to do it, and it's the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Uh, Dylan Richards in the chat. If we were winning this year and making the playoffs, QB decisions is more important. Now I think it's a lose-lose. Well, Dylan, un- unfortunately, I think you're right with how a lot of the fan base is. is I want to watch – competent football on Sundays, but there is a large portion of the fan base, and we're not going to knock anybody for this, that sees Colt McCoy, knows his limitations, knows he does not give this team the best chance to win and wants the Cardinals to lose because of it. And I I, I know that the, that's a popular theory out there. I'm not telling you that's wrong or right. That is not what Jonathan Gannon is trying to do. So if if that's what happens, that that's Jonathan Gannon trying to will this team to win in a different way. Yeah, Tej one hundred and five, Johnny. Who are you taking, Colt McCoy or the unemployed Carson Wentz, who's gotten two coaches fired in the I last think Cole, three years? I would take Colt McCoy. <laughs> Wentz, Colt's a great dude. Like Wentz is a not a good dude by all accounts. Like teammates hate him; they don't want him around. I mean, I, JG was there. 
Was he, was he there in, in Philly or had he already? No, he was already. Uh, he was already there in Indianapolis destroying the, no. the the Colts organization that season. So he he came over. They don't. They never even considered Carson Wentz. I can tell right. you that. They don't yeah. like. They don't want Kareem Hunt because of potential. Carson Wentz he leaves fires coaches in his weight. I mean, it's. it's I don't think he'll right ever behind be him. It's just, it's just a. a just they should have. They should have signed Joshua Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs should be the starting quarterback. And you might say that's a joke. No. He can move, and he and he competed last year, and he's under thirty, and he's got a better arm than Colt McCoy. Joshua Dobbs should be the starting quarterback of this team. They the the number I can't put the number out there. The number that they were negotiating, it was literally a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they should they should have made that work. Jason Crow with a one ninety nine super chat. Looking ahead to draft next year, what would you do? We'll get into that. Burrito Express, of course, Illegal Pete's. They're just two staples out there in Tempe. We love Illegal Pete's. They were unbelievable. They dropped off an entire build your own taco spread here at PHNX Sports. Where we love being partner with them. It's elite what they're doing as far as bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, and nachos. Custom cocktails. Uh, you can't beat what they got going there, especially. Or you just want you know an ice cold beer. They got that at Illegal Pete's. Piping hot queso. Go to Illegal Pete's. It's your go-to spot. Stop by for happy hour. It's not just this rinky-dink happy hour where it's like, hey, uh, it was you missed the 15-minute window where we had lower prices. No, they've got it for a solid five hours each and every day, 3 to 8 p.m. at all 12 Illegal Pete's locations. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spots for burritos, buddies, and beer. Triple B. Bears, Battle Scarred, Galactica, and Beats. And also you got Burritos, Buddies, and Beer for the last 28 years with Illegal Pete's. Yeah, check it out. Margarita Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot. Don't miss out. All right. More, I mean, we had to, we had to debunk the stupid 0-17 conversation yesterday, Johnny. Let's debunk another one today. Pete Thamel coming out. His most recent article on Caleb Williams, this is what Pete Thamel, very respected reporter from ESPN.com in previous stops with SI and, and more. Let's see it, Damon. Let's see what he had to say. This is a quote from Caleb Williams as far as entering the draft this upcoming offseason. That's for sure. Uh, that's for sure now going to be an in-the-moment decision at the end of the year. It's my third year, and the dream goal was to go three and out. Being around these guys and in college and enjoying it, we'll have to see at the end of this year. Caleb Williams keeping the door open potentially to return to Los Angeles and USC for a fourth and final season at, in college. I feel like just swap Caleb Williams without whoever the with whoever the top or the consensus top draft prospect is each and every year in college football, they say the same thing, but there's no, there's no validity to it. Yeah. Matt Miller quote tweeted Pete uh, and spewed some, you know, some propaganda trash uh, on Twitter today. I like Matt Miller, but just guessing basically saying like, this sounds like somebody who may not like the options for the first overall pick who the hell likes the teams that are picking atop the draft in terms of roster construction. There's a reason that they're picking first overall. Can we not do that? Like Joe Burrow went to Cincinnati. They were terrible. Trevor Lawrence went to Jacksonville. They were unwatchable, right? If you're a true franchise quarterback, the moxie, the grit, the determination, a winner, you should want to go and change the culture somewhere. With that being said, do I think Caleb Williams would say no to Arizona? Hell no. He's from no. the West Coast. Our GM, Saul Bookman, spoke with him. He said that would be cool, and he had a smirk on his face. Right. Look it up on our YouTube page. It's fantastic. Caleb Williams 
is saying all the right things right now. Plus, he got like $2 million in NIL deals. That pales in comparison to the first overall pick with draft guarantees next year. He is not playing a fourth year of college football in 2024. Right. And it was, who is it? Dove? Dove? Dove on, on He's not real. He's, he's, not, he's not a real person. That's AI. <laughs> Dove saying, Caleb, uh, could, he has leverage with NIL. It's like, can we please stop? He has a valuation of $3.2 million. The top draft pick in this year's NFL draft just got $41 million plus the fifth year option, which was put him close to over $60 million as far as guarantees. And he would delay a year, the clock that would start on him getting probably a $300 million extension playing the quarterback position. It's just ridiculous to say, oh, he would say, ah, I'm good with my $3 million that I'm going to get from NIL. It's like that. That's that's just that's absurd. We had Mike Florio on to debunk this because he threw out Eli Manning. First of all, like Roger Dell. What year was that? Right, was not the commissioner. Like it's not going to happen. Right. This is part of the reason, though, that I just hate this conversation. Hate it because I don't want this team to be in discussion point for this to happen. Sure. And again, not to bring up Colt McCoy again, but I'm going to do it. (laughs) Kyler Murray's on pup, and Colt McCoy and this team is zero and eight. Then there's going to be conversations about this, and then the snowball effect of, will Caleb go to Arizona? Will the Cardinals sit Kyler Murray? What's going on? Is Kyler Murray worth trading for? I just wanted if like if you had a if you had a competent quarterback that can keep you in games and maybe win a couple at the beginning of the year, then you can immediately discredit this. But now what we saw at Vikings camp today, they're just the tank is on, and I love the tank. Don't get me wrong, but I I want to watch this team play good football with Kyler Murray. And yeah. if it's Colt McCoy is my in my alternative, then you're in the Colt McCoy starting for half the season. You're in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Respectfully to Kyler Murray, like it's it's out of Kyler Murray's hands at that point. Yeah, it's out of his hands. It is, and you know, and he wants to be this team's quarterback. He doesn't want to leave. We know that right. we have that source. Kyler Murray is the only thing standing between this franchise and Caleb Williams right now on this roster. As funny as that sounds, Kyler Murray can play the Cardinals out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. sweepstakes. If he does not play and they roll with Colt McCoy and Clayton Toon, they will be in the sweepstakes to the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And it just that is what it is. Yeah. Another uh, another practice in Minnesota tomorrow. Uh, the team will have Friday off probably for a walkthrough. And then 10 a.m., little kegs and eggs, uh, wake up. PHNX Sports. We're going to have a pregame. We're going to have a pregame show that day. So we'll get Johnny in here about 930. We'll take you right up to, to kick off, watch the preseason finale, and then uh, we will break it down and probably preview how the Cardinals get from 90 to 53 in the next coming days. But it's before, and then obviously that Kyler Murray decision is looming over this franchise until next Tuesday. Do you care if I eat on air during the pregame show Saturday morning, or is you that going to be a problem? Dude, you do what you do, whatever you want to do. I feel like that's disingenuous. You do not like when I eat on air, so I'm gonna. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, I mean, you had when when I told you you probably shouldn't chomp my my food that you were eating anyway uh, during the draft party. We had the headsets on, so you had the microphone close to your face. So I just want people to hear you chomping food like you're Pete Carroll on the sun, sidelines chewing gum. I'm sorry that we did four hours of draft coverage and I went in a stand. I'm not. It was elite. It was elite. You guys are elite. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Special start time today. We want to thank Cam Cox. Try to get him back on the show at some point when his internet connectivity is a little bit better. 
Vikings practice tomorrow, day two, with the Arizona Cardinals brings on more questions with this team. In the meantime, there's no question. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. You guys are the best in the Valley because this is the best. It's the best for the best. PHNX Cardinals podcast for Bull Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow.